title of the message is Spiritual Stewardship. Spiritual Stewardship. For we have these treasures in earthen vessels. What treasures? Spiritual treasures. You know, God is like a businessman. When he gives you spiritual treasures, he wants to receive a, a spiritual return. He wants to receive on his investment. When God invests in your life treasures from heaven, he wants to see the profit. P-R-O-F-I-T. He has this obnoxious, he, he, he has this anger towards people who are lazy with the treasures that he gives them. Mm-hmm. He is king and master. And uh, we have a tremendous responsibility before God to be good stewards of the heavenly treasures. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. Being stewards of the gifts of God. Being stewards of the gifts of God. I guess if I could say to you one thing is get up and get on with it. Get up and get on with it. You know, one of, uh, I've said this many times, I believe that one of the great causes of laziness is fear. Just get up and get on with it. And you know, in the parable of the talents, the man with the one talent was so afraid that he did nothing. And he ended up coming under the judgment of God. You know, and... And in Matthew 25, it says, and you, you, you know that I reap. You knew that I reap where I do not sow. So at least you could have invested your money, your talent, in the bank. See, secondly, some people are lazy because they want to get hit by a lightning bolt from God and told what to do when... He would like you to do something on your own. Go to the bank and invest the money. Don't just sit there and think, well, I don't know what to do. And God hasn't, you know. When COVID finished, well, kind of finished, November last year, I'm like, it's time. I just had this feeling in my spirit. It's time. Let's go for it. Well, where are we going to go? Well, let's go to the States. So we, we packed up as a team and off we went and US Immigration Department shut down the border with Australia a few hours after we arrived in LA. We just got there and then we started preaching and the power of God started falling. I, I can't say I felt that we should go, you know, particularly got hit by a lightning bolt that we should go to the States, but we just went there and, and the people came and, and God came in power and we came back and, well, what are we going to do? Let's call up Lyndon. Let's go to Miller Miller. <laughs> you know? You hear what I'm saying? Just be a steward. 
You know, you've only got one life. Why sit around doing nothing when you can do something? It's like, it's like you step out, take the first step, and if you're stepping out, you know, in a way that's pleasing God because you want to serve Him, then you take the first step and you find that God's in the first step. Hallelujah. Don't do nothing just because you don't know what to do. There's, there's always opportunities, even to give someone a glass of water. Go and visit someone in the hospital. Step out. Get up and get going. Say to your neighbour, get up and get going. <laughs> Amen. That's pretty simple. We could sit down now. Get up and get going. Get on with the work of God. You know, we, we have uh, quite a large group of people, I guess you could say a large group of people who uh, are online. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to go and preach in physical meetings. And they said, well, what about us? And I said, well, you can run your own meetings. So, so this morning they, they had their own meeting. They have their own studio. This is all part of Jesus Encounter Ministries. They have their own preachers. They have their own breakout ministry rooms. And, and uh, they have a great time. And now they're doing it almost every week. I'm like, and, and a lot of those, I'd say quite a few of those people uh, who've now been with us for two years, some of them, not all of them, but some are like, well, I don't know what to do, you know, uh, but I can do something. I'll join, join the online team. And, you know, and, and they're seeing people delivered online. Had a, lady, had a lady write in the other day and she said, I came to an online meeting and a couple of ladies prayed for me and I had a deformed back, scoliosis at the back, and they prayed for me, but I don't think she mentioned her back. She had other problems. She said, well, when they started praying for a guy with a bad back, I thought, I'll take that. And her back straightened. Well, a couple of ladies were praying for her. So here, here just an example of people like, well, maybe, I don't know about street ministry, but I could do it online. I've got a laptop or I've got a phone. I can connect. Amen? Turn to your neighbour and say, just get up and get going. You know, I think there'll be many people on the last day and God will say to them, well, what did you do with your life? And they say, well, Lord, I didn't know what to do with my life, so I didn't do anything. You know? You're like, like the person with the one talent. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a loving master, um, but he's also a judge. And he gives spiritual treasures and he calls and appoints and anoints. And when he does it, he expects a return on his investment. He wants to see precious souls won into the kingdom of God, people delivered of addictions, the poor blessed and helped, homeless being taken care of, you know, people in chronic pain being healed. You have this treasure in an earthen vessel, and you think, because we're all earthen vessels, you think, well, you know, look at me, Lord. 
And he's, that's exactly right. Look at you. But God puts his power in earthen vessels. So get up and get on with it. Amen. It's not about you. One of our um, senior prayer helpers uh, a couple of years ago calls me up and I think she was going to resign from online ministry work. She said, I'm just not good enough for this. You know, I'm just not confident and so on. So my spiritual advice was to her, get over yourself. (laughs) It's not about you. And with that, she was renewed and the Holy Spirit hasn't stopped. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. People get all insecure. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, just get over yourself. Get up and get going. That's a prophetic word to some of you. Get over yourself. Stop being insecure and timid. Hallelujah. Now, treasures must rest. It's like they rest in a vessel. Let's talk about the vessel a little bit. Okay, you ready? Proven character and godliness. Philippians 2.19, Paul says to the Philippians, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. So then he explains what type of man he's sending to the Philippians. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. This is a man he's sending who is concerned in the Lord Jesus Christ for the spiritual state of this church. He can trust this man. (coughs) For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character. You know what type of character Timothy has. That as a son with his father, he served me with served me, served with me in the gospel. So some people they get so excited about spiritual gifts, but their characters cracked and unreliable. The thing to work on primarily is not gifts but character. Because if you step out in gifts without character, it'll be a mess. And you only have to look at the history of Pentecostalism, of the rise and fall of many who had giftings but lacked character. Amen? We all need the baptism in fire. Hallelujah. So character. Secondly, genuine faith. The gifts of the Holy Spirit operate in the context of relationship with God. Some people, they want to move in gifts and so on, but they seem to lack an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. True faith. Let's read in 2 Timothy 1.5. When he's talking uh, to Timothy, Paul is talking to Timothy, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith 
that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. You need a genuine relationship with God. Relationship with God only happens through a genuine faith in Jesus Christ. You need a genuine connection with God. So many people in ministry don't have a genuine faith, relationship with God, and they get themselves in all sorts of a mess because you need the intimacy with God. Amen? Now, he goes on to say in 2 Timothy 1.6, Therefore, so he's just talked to him about a genuine faith that Timothy has, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Now, at the time of Timothy, there was a lot of persecution. Paul, you know, was part of that, remember, when he was killing people and imprisoning people, and the Lord met Saul on the road to Damascus and changed him into a different man. And so these early Christians were very persecuted, a lot of opposition. In life, things will happen. Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So in the midst of opposition, difficulty, opposition can come from family, come from friends, work colleagues, could be financial problems. Whatever opposition the enemy uses, because behind bad things the enemy is active. Anything, you know, that's that puts down the ministry, that brings discouragement, you know, that's normal. Things happen. Turn to your your neighbour and say, look, things happen. Get up and keep going. I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So these spiritual treasures are given by God. And he has many different ways of doing it. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights with whom there is no shadow or change. So remember, the gifts, the treasures of heaven, come from above. And there are many ways that you can receive treasures. You can receive them just talking with God. You can receive them in visions. You can receive them in dreams. You can receive them perhaps primarily through meditating on the word of God. You can receive them through someone laying on of hands or someone prophesying over you. you If you allow me to share my own story, when I was a young man in my 20s, I flew to Adelaide. And I met with Bill Sabritsky. And uh, then I flew somewhere else and met with him again. I don't know why he chose to interrupt his schedule and, and meet with this young guy. And, um, and he gave me his crusade manual. And I'm like, I, I was a, an apprentice Anglican minister. And I'm like, crusade manual? What am I going to do with this? You know? but, and he prophesied over my life. And... When he prophesied, impartation happened. Even though I may not have been feeling anything, you know, um, he was a strong man and I didn't fall over. 
but my life was changed. And the things that he prophesied came to pass in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and so on. There was impartation from the Holy Spirit through a vessel. Amen? Amen. There are many ways that, you know, I, and I love to watch YouTube clips of, of the power of God flowing. And, you know, and, and you can get hit through the screen with the power of God and, and receive spiritual impartations. You know, you can earnestly desire the spiritual gifts and there are many ways you can receive them. There was a young man, and uh, he went to a Catherine Kuhlman meeting, I think in Pittsburgh, and uh, he sat in the meeting and he felt something. And the next day, uh, he couldn't get into the stadium or whatever, and he found a chair, and he stood on the chair outside the stadium to all, you know, looking over all the crowds, and he began preaching the power of God hit the people and miracles began to happen. He then went back to his home country, to Bolivia, and uh, began having crusades in stadiums. And then the stadiums couldn't hold the people, so then he, he had uh, these crusades in plazas and the, uh, the president gave him a private plane to get around and a country where the, the Christian population was so small, the power of God fell on that nation. He received an impartation in a Catherine Kuhlman meeting without anyone praying for him. It came from heaven. Amen? But in the ministry, there are pressures. There are, you know, it's not always easy. So, you know, you, you need to realise that this is normal in the ministry and to stir up the gifts within you. Praise God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So don't be afraid of situations, people, whatever Satan brings against you. For God has given us a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. Now, let's go on to talk about the gifts of the spirit are very often associated with the call of God. <coughs> when God imparts spiritual gifts, he has a purpose for those gifts and he will direct you. He will direct your steps. A good man's steps are directed by the Lord. You may not know, you know, how, you know, you don't know what the Lord's doing, but he's directing your steps as you trust him. So the call of God. Now the Bible says to judge with sober judgment as to what is your call. All right? You, you really need to know from God what he wants you to do. The flesh might want to get involved and, oh, you know, I'd like to be this and that, you know, and I was watching this televangelist or this person, you know, and I'd like to be that. I want to be famous and everything. Judge with sober judgment. Know the voice of God on your life. All right? Put away all the stuff in your mind and get real. What does God want me to do? And it might be a small thing. God many times uses acts of obedience in small things to open big doors. Be careful of spiritual deception about ministry. 
So I've seen this a couple of times or more with people that a spirit will come and deceive them that they're going to have this huge worldwide ministry or this or that and they become deceived and they'll leave their husband or their wife and they'll take off and it's all a big flop. Nothing happens because it wasn't birthed in heaven. Spirit of deception has come upon the person. God has made you and there's no one else like you. Don't be a copy and a fake of another ministry. Turn to, your person, to the person beside you and say, God created you. There's no one like you. So don't try to be a copy. You know, God has given you a unique and beautiful created identity. And when you try to copy other people, you become a fake. You become a fake. Well, you know, I know some people, they try to do their hair like a certain minister, you know. Well, for me, that's just not possible. (laughs) So I might as well just be myself. Amen. Praise God. But, you know, you don't have to dress like someone else's dresses. Just be yourself. And the more that you can relax in the Holy Spirit, the more he will move, you know. I was in a a beautiful, um, you know, I'm talking about the people, beautiful Indian church in in New Zealand. And uh, the Lord picks out this lady and he says, uh, says to her, you watch a lot of Bollywood. And she said, oh, yes. And the Lord says, and you have copied your whole image against a certain actor. And she said, yeah, that's true. The way she dressed and everything, you know, Bollywood. And the Lord said, the reason why you're not married is because the man I chose, I chose for the character, the identity that I put in you, and you are fake, so you can't have that person yet. But when you repent and you become a real person in Christ, then I can bring that person to you. I was in Brisbane, and a a teenage teenage girl, I think, comes up, and uh, I'm in a vision, and I see her um, cosmopolitan, girly magazines, you know, and I, I said, you know, you're trying to be like these magazines. She said, yeah, that's right, the way she dresses and everything. And um, a few weeks ago, I was in Brisbane. This young lady comes up to me. This, is, this would be like three or four years later, three years later or something. I didn't recognize her. And she said, do you remember the girl that you gave a prophecy? That was me. And she looked completely different, like set free, no longer trying to copy some girly magazine. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, just be yourself. God loves you. <laughs> Some people have insecurities. Some people have rejection. Some people have a very difficult past. Could be crime, you know, all sorts of stuff that they really are, can be ashamed of. And they get born again, they're forgiven, 
but they want to prove themselves to the world through their ministry. It won't work. Because what you're trying to do is exalt yourself, prove yourself to the world, to get respect or whatever it is. It's fake. The center of ministry is the glory of Jesus. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. For the things he has done. Oh, with his blood he has saved me. With his power he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has done. You know, the Holy Spirit will come in your ministry to exalt the name of Jesus. Get out of the way because he comes with a, pers- with a purpose to exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He doesn't come so that you can look good. He comes so that Jesus looks good. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Romans 12.1 Through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. All right, so think soberly. What has God called me to do? You know, God will empower you to do his will. You find his will, you find Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Having then, gift, having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. So it's God's grace. The treasures of heaven are God's mercy, his grace. The wonderful thing is you can't deserve them, be good enough, be spiritual enough for them because your heavenly Father will give good things to the undeserving. If you then who are evil, what does it say? Evil. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The premise for the spiritual gifts is not your godliness, but the generosity of our Father. Amen. Praise God. We are a steward of the anointing oil that he puts upon us. When God anoints you, he, the anointing oil in the tabernacle and on all the utensils of the tabernacle was anointing and blood was sprinkled on everything so that it could be consecrated unto God and only used for that purpose. You with me? Once the anointing had gone on the tabernacle, the tabernacle could never be a regular house. It was now the house of God. When you receive the anointing oil, that oil consecrates you. And that consecration will require sacrifice. 
Let's go now to, let's go now to um, Leviticus 10.1. So you know the story of Aaron, the high priest, and his, his two sons. All right? The anointing oil had been poured on them for high priestly duties. So then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire on it, put incense on it, offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord, devoured them. They they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. Amen. So... In the anointing, walk in holiness. Okay? So Aaron held his peace. Then Moses called Mishael and Elsaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them by their tunics out of the camp, as Moses said. Then, and Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and Ithamar, the other sons, Do not uncover your heads, nor tear your clothes, lest you die and wrath come upon the people. Let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which the Lord has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of a tabernacle of meeting, lest you die, for the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the words of Moses. When you receive the consecrating oil of the Holy Spirit... There is a sacrifice. You cannot go outside of the tabernacle. You cannot go and just do whatever you want. The anointing is upon you and you must obey the master. And sometimes things will happen, bad things will happen. And, and the Lord said, will say, do not turn to the left or to the right. I have anointed you for a task. You are not permitted to wail, to do this, to do that. Many times the bad things that happen in our life are sent by Satan and God has a call on our life and he does not want us to be distracted by the enemy but to be focused on Jesus Christ. Let the dead bury their own dead but you go and preach the kingdom of God. When the anointing has come upon you, it is for life for the gifts and call of God are irrevocable, unchanging, The anointing will always be upon you, always beckoning you to do the will of God. And you are not like other people if you've come under the anointing. Straight ahead, keep going, because you are a steward under the anointing of God. Amen. Are you with me? The anointing is not just a feeling, you know, pins and needles or whatever you call it, goosebumps, you know. The anointing will require real sacrifice because God anoints and appoints just like he did the high priests. Amen? Praise God. Many times it will happen to you that this voice will call, that thing will happen, and you look and you see Jesus walking before you. You know, Maybe you don't see him, but he's walking Will you follow him or will you go and attend to this? Will you go and attend to that? Oh, there's this crisis, there's that crisis. Will you keep going, following the master? Because the anointing oil demands 
obedience. Hallelujah. So, we are spiritual stewards of the riches of heaven. And God is looking for profitable servants who will render to him the profit on his investment. And one day we will come before the master. And if we've been good stewards, he will say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. As you're faithful with what God has given you, Jesus says, to him who has been given, he will receive more. More will come to you. Because we have an abundant God. Amen. Someone say more. Praise God.